Welcome back to the seventh episode of the That's Business podcast. Today's guest, I funny enough met off of LinkedIn and love him for his unauthentic or authentic self, I should say, and his I'm not for everyone attitude. Today's guest is Sean Hervey, and Sean is a recruiting consultant that specializes in full life cycle recruitment. He brings an understanding of market trends and business cycles and their impact on the availability of qualified candidates. Sean has a steep knowledge of staffing models, internet recruiting techniques, social media sourcing, and workforce development practices. He calls, and I quote, balls and strikes for both candidates and recruiters, and would rather be the guy that you hate for telling you the truth than the guy that you love for telling you what you want to hear. And I quote, you've been warned. Sean, I'm so excited. I've this is, I feel like has been a lot in the making. So thank you for being on the podcast today. Oh, you're very welcome. Anytime. And thank you for the introduction, by the way. Of course. That's a very nice introduction. I don't think a lot of people have uh, given me that sort of um, introduction. Some love there. Lovely. Love. Yeah. Lovely. I like you for some reason, right? Oh, so man. just for foremost, because you have a very interesting story, and we were just talking about this, how you got into this whole recruiting. So tell us just like backstory of you and how we're here today. Uh, backstory of me. I've been recruiting for now about like 10 years and how Dang. it started was I was, uh, I was selling credit cards at American express in the uh, Delta terminal of the, what the hell was it? JFK? No, it was at LaGuardia airport, right? Long story mm -hmm. short, I was the guy that was trying to like sell you shit and sell you credit cards while you were trying to get to your plane. Right. Well, that was me. And I ended up signing up like a VP of sales or a VP of something at uh, the staffing company called the Deco. And it's mm -hmm. one of the big four, right? If yep. it's accounting, it's like the staffing big four, right? Right. Um, and this person was like, oh, you know, we have an opening in New York. And I said, okay, for what? Like, oh, recruiting sales, like being an accounting executive. I'm like, okay, that's, that's cool. Like, I don't know what the hell it is. Like, what's a, what is a recruiting? What does that mean? Right. Right. So I was like, I was like 23 at the time. Uh, I graduated college a little late. That's okay. So, you know, I was doing, you had your fun, had my fun. Yeah. I was doing that. Um, and I, I met the VP of sales, whatever it was. And I went and I interviewed and I got the job and I, uh, I kind of realized that like, running around Long Island and knocking on doors and trying to ask people like, Hey, do you want temporary, you know, staff services in case your secretary here gets hit by a bus? It wasn't for me. <laughs> no. So I just kind of, uh, realized that I like the people I like doing it. I like the recruiting side of it. And I went to a small staffing agency and I learned the ropes there. Then I went to a major healthcare system where I was a sourcer. Then I got promoted to a recruiter. And now here I am today. And the difference with you is that you work for yourself, which a lot of people, I mean, first of all, I feel like nobody knows what the hell recruiting is or how it all works, yeah. but how did you decide to kind of branch off and yes, do this consulting side of the business, but you also are gainfully employed by these people? Walk us through that. Yeah. So I did the consulting after like, after probably like four or five years where I really developed a niche in like this enterprise SaaS software kind of space. Mm -hmm. Right. Um, and it was great. It was a really good way to kind of just like be me. You know, I didn't really have to worry too much about inner sort of politics, not like none of that. Um, but 
I did do a couple of in-house stints and um, yeah, right now I'm currently in a, in a company that I really like and I'm internal W2, the whole nine yards. I think the okay. biggest difference really is just kind of your taxes. <laughs> That's really it. Like that really is it from a very high level. Right. Um, and just the fact that you don't really have to watch what you do or say, you know, like mm -hmm. if you're a consultant and have your own company, you can do whatever the hell you want. But those are really the only two, um, two ways to kind of distinguish the two, if that makes sense, right? You could also go in there as a hired gun and if you sign contracts for two to three months, there's right. a bunch of different ways about it. 5,000 different ways. And then everyone, I feel like everyone, at least I'm working with, a lot of people are wanting to get into SaaS, which if you don't know, software as a service. So what are the type of roles you hire for? What are you seeing out there? SaaS software, for the most part. Mm -hmm. um, it's all enterprise sales, marketing, and some account management. Been like dabbling a little bit in product is as technical as I've gone but engineering is a complete and utter, like you might as well be just be talking to me in Japanese. I have no idea. No idea. It's just not for me. It's a My lot. personality does not mesh with right. most engineers. And that's fine. And they would mm -hmm. probably say, you know what, like they would be on the other side of the table and they would probably say, I don't mesh with this guy at all. Like, I don't like him. He's annoying or whatever the hell they want to say. Like, I get it. You but are super annoying. Everyone knows I'm that. I'm super annoying sometimes. <laughs> I totally get it. Yeah. I love so, it. What's kind of, so everyone always is like, wow, you're a recruiter. This is crazy. What is the biggest mistake people make? Like what is making you say yes to someone and no to someone outside of the the obvious qualifications? So when you're thinking about software and SaaS and I guess in overall, when it comes to sales, there are people that they've done it before, right? Like they've, right they've established some sort of experience and they've hit numbers and they've hit quotas before. But if we're talking about someone looking to break in to SaaS and software, I think the biggest thing that I look for when it comes to like SDR roles, which are like the entry level roles right. is just curiosity, mm -hmm. right? Like I've never, I've been on the phone. I probably hired hundreds of these, these roles and every single time, the people that I always put through are the people that come off super annoying on the very first phone call, right? Because they ask a million questions, <laughs> the question askers, yes. they, but they're curious and that's how you're able to get people on the phones or that's how you're able to kind of like really dig and get to the pain points of what your customer, or your prospect is looking for. And it translates really, really well. So, if you don't have that sort of like that background and you want to get into it, a little bit of sales experience and overall general curiosity, and you have to be able to talk to people, you know, yes. it, it, can't be, it can't be a mute, right? No. I mean, maybe you can, but you have to do a lot of zoom meetings. Right. A lot of know? that. Mm -hmm. but. And I love that you bring that up because I get people all the time that kind of stop and they're like, well, I don't want to ask too many questions. I don't want to go into this. I don't want to do that. And I'm like, no, no, no. Like, recruiter, any good recruiter like That's yourself fine. will say it's annoying in your head. You're not going to say it to the candidate, but, and yeah. it, that's where I, I track people too. Back in my recruiting days was I'm like, okay, if you're not asking me questions, I, it's kind of a red flag to me. Like, do you give, 
lack of a better term, do you give a shit about this role? Like, I don't need to hire you. I can hire someone else. Ask the questions. And yeah, I mean, you have that information too, which we hate people, as we always say. I love it. What's uh, yeah. and outside of that, maybe this is the less professional side. What is the worst candidate you've dealt with? You don't obviously I don't have to name names, but I love your stories. I live for them. They're so funny. Well, his name was Greg Johnson. <laughs> We're going to tag Greg when I post this. Adam, named Adam Karpiak. Karpiak? So, yeah, two very, very uh, annoying human beings. Yes. Uh, um, disclaimer, they're our friends, okay? Very funny. Okay, all right. Um, the, the worst, oh, God. I can give you one just off the top of my head. Um <laughs> It was maybe three or four years ago where the guy literally said to me on the phone, it's like, you know, so what has he kind of curious about the company here? Like you apply, why are we talking today? And the guy goes like, yeah, I want to work at a really innovative company like Netflix. Okay. Okay. Well, this isn't, this isn't fucking Netflix. Right. What are you doing here? <laughs> like why? It's like, oh, well, you know, you, I like your innovation too. I'm like, Okay. And then he just kept bringing up Netflix in random situations and random like questioning. He kept like, bring, it was like an ex-girlfriend, right? Like he just bringing up like, over or like the girl that he really wanted, but he just could not finagle his way into, into making So you're playing like a therapist almost. Yeah. 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 That was one. I had someone a couple weeks ago, just like, um, completely have no idea what it is that the company that I work for now does, mm-hmm. right? They're like, oh, you're a, I forgot what I said, like I, like an Uber app, right? I'm like, no, like not even close. Oh, not, not even, even, like not even close. Yeah. Like not, even, not even like remotely in the ballpark. And I, I don't fault people, right? If, on like first conversations. When I go out into the market, I send them a LinkedIn note. If I'm sourcing them and they come back and they say, yeah, I'll have a conversation. But when you apply to like an SDR role or something, right, and you don't even know what the company does, just be in the ballpark. Okay? Right. Like the Maybe ballpark. know the mission there. statement, know the product, something. Yeah. Right. Just, just know like, hey, we're not a car service. We're actually <laughs> a physical therapy application. Right. Very, yeah. Not just, that hard. No, 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 no. And I'm not, I don't, I'm not one of these people that has a very insanely um, warped version of what candidates should be. I'm always looking to get people in front of hiring managers. That's always my goal. Right. (laughs) It's always the goal. And I know people have a reputation of saying recruiters do this or they don't, you know, they're gatekeepers. No, I want you to do well. I want to put you in front of the hiring managers. I want this wreck off of my plate. It's the exact opposite of the reputation that we have to be completely honest with you. Right. But you got to know what the company does. Well, and that's, people laugh at me when I say that for interview prep, I'm like, study the company, know who you're interviewing with, Google the freaking company name. That's really it. And people laugh. I'm like, you're saying this right now. People don't do that. Or, Or my favorite, my favorite, 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 favorite are answering the phone and people are rude to you. Yeah. After it's a scheduled interview, they booked yeah. and are rude to you. I'm like, all right, well, you just disqualified yourself. And I, I don't feel like 
it's not too hard to get into these companies. Sure. There's asshole recruiters out there. There's that's with every job. There's asshole bosses, companies, whatever, but totally. It's it's across the board. It's not just like we're all these horrible, terrible human beings, right? There are there's assholes in everything. Everything. Every exactly. aspect of our lives we're surrounded by assholes. And you know what? I could be an asshole too. I'm sure you could be an asshole. Absolutely. Are, right? It's just Right. Just put in a little bit of effort and I promise you you might not get the job, right? But we want you to at least have the conversations. We want to be able to move forward with you. Right. And that's like, it's like you said, it's not this disqualifying thing. Like you're getting the offer to interview because we want to hire you. I don't, you don't want to waste time. Time is money, especially in recruiting. Like you're, if you're, people aren't getting hired, you're not making money. So it's true. True. My favorite question I'm going to ask you because I get this every single day and my favorite fight to have with people on LinkedIn, what is an ATS or an applicant tracking system? Can you walk us through that? Ooh, big eye roll. Loved it. Do I have to? Yeah. I think Amy Miller should be talking about this. Oh, I'm having her on this too, but. Well, not me. I'm going to defer that to Amy. Okay. We won't, we no. won't ask you. Um, <laughs> the ATS is simply a place where your resumes go. Right. Your resumes are often reviewed by recruiters. And sometimes mm -hmm. recruiters are not going to be able to stay. There's no black hole. It's not a black hole. Maybe the resumes, maybe the recruiters are too busy doing some sort of like outbound sourcing, right? Maybe they right. have somebody from other sort of areas. Maybe they have agencies. It's a matter of just one place, a centralized location where you can kind of just keep all the applicants by job. That's what it is. It's not this monster that just has the ability to kick people out the second you apply based on keywords. Mm -hmm. If there is one platform out there that does that, I would love to see it. Let Maybe me know. I'm just right. not educated. <laughs> Maybe I'm not educated on it. I, and I don't know. And I'm being very serious with you right now. Like mm -hmm. maybe there's some sort of one that has the ability to do that and reject people instantly. I just haven't seen it. My colleagues uh, haven't, haven't seen it. I, but apparently there are. And I don't like to argue with people anymore. That's not my thing. That's I, I have too much shit going on to argue with people, but that's essentially what the ATS is. And yeah, recruiters, it, it may seem like a black hole sometimes because maybe we, yeah, like we found candidates elsewhere and we just didn't, um, I guess, email you or, or let you know, which is on our fault. It is our bad. Mm -hmm. I apologize for anyone that's applied and does not get an email about the process. And then three and a half months later, once the rec is filled, then you get an email letting you know that it's filled. And you're just like, well, I never goddamn interviewed in the first place. So why are you even sending me the email? I get it. It's frustrating. For sure. But for some roles you get hundreds, people don't realize you get hundreds of applications. Like when I hired for contractors yeah. for Google and Microsoft, we would get hundreds of applications. Oh, God. You know how much time it takes? Yeah. Right. And it's, it's never a you thing or people don't even follow up. I don't know if you're still seeing this, but you could yeah. follow up like emails are out there, contact information to companies and you're, I love a good follow up. I don't know about you if that matters in your uh, efforts with how someone, if you decide if someone's going to move forward or not, but I loved when people follow up and I still love that when people follow up when I hire from my company. Yeah. 
Yeah, listen, follow up, especially in the realm that I normally hire for, like go to market sales, marketing, and it's just like, you gotta be able to get attention. You gotta be able to kind of find stuff, right? If you're in marketing and let's say you do field mark, field marketing or any sort of campaign management, you gotta be mm-hmm. able to find email addresses and all that good right. stuff. But yeah, follow-ups are always good in my book, but. Agreed. I love it. Now, as we all see in the news, the whole like great resignation, everyone's quitting their jobs and everything. So I want your take on what has been happening in this market in recent times. This is the most insane market that I've ever seen. Um, And a lot of people have been doing this a lot longer than me have said were echoed very similar sentiments. Yep. Right. Because what you have is this crazy demand for growth, right? In 2020, when the pandemic happened, everything shut down. Companies completely cut. I, part of me also thinks it was a lot of trimming the fat in the pandemic world, right? Oh, 100%. Um, Yeah. And to all the people that were affected by that, it's fucking terrible. I'm sorry. Um, You know, but this market now is really insane. And what I've been seeing in software was when it first happened, companies were doing things to keep the lights on. Right. right? It Mm -hmm. was product, tech, engineering, that sort of hiring where it didn't really skip a beat. But now in the uh the aftermath of that in 2022 and 21 it's all back to growth right right? all back to growth so go to market sales recruiters recruiters were the first ones affected i was affected my entire team my my last role before i took uh before i started doing contract work with um with a couple other companies but around like 20 21 it first happened in like march Mm -hmm. yeah my entire org we were just cut we were just cut just later goodbye we're not hiring any sales for the foreseeable next year okay and you're not an engineer or recruiter and i wouldn't have expected them to keep me on anyway so it's it's totally fine and kind of happy i ended up out of that place but (laughs) that's good and um yeah what's happening now everyone's going back to market and growth and revenue which is going to change again drastically in the coming weeks with everything that's going to war right now mm-hmm. but yeah i'm not going to talk about ukraine and stuff like that so it's just a very insane market for sales for recruiters and even still tech tech recruiters it's hiring on all, all cylinders and we're back right. to growth mode i, I just it. went on like a number of like tangents there so Sorry about that. Hey, that's why you're going to have your own podcast where uh, you can have all your tangents and you'll have your whole following for that. We love it. Now, I one thing people are scared to do is negotiate salary in the problem that the recruiter is going to rescind the offer. I'm going to get automatically denied. Do you ever just if someone questions salary or is like, hey, I want five grand more or whatever. Do you automatically just like rip the offer out from underneath them? <laughs> If I did that, if any recruiter did that, do you know how freaking ludicrous that is? And that sounds. Thank you. It's, it's looted. It's lunacy. Right. We're in the hottest market that talent has ever seen. Has ever. ever seen. Yep. Okay. Now, 
negotiations are said it's something that you do it's like waking up in the morning it's like just your very basic basic part of an interview process it's the first it's it's a no-brainer right and if companies were just that's not even that stingy but if you weren't open to having conversations about it nobody would hire anybody right you have to be able to negotiate in this world Mm -hmm. if you're not if you're not trying to negotiate to me that's a red flag because say that say that one more time if you're not trying to negotiate negotiate it's a goddamn red flag thank you no because you're basically you're just like oh well you know okay uh, that's fine Right. Yeah, it depends on the offer. It depends on a billion factors. For sure. These people listening do not put words in my damn mouth. Okay? <laughs> million things that have to happen. Yes. But as a general rule of thumb, you have to try to get what you're worth. You have to go for it. And if right. you're not in this market, I could always just say no. I could say, right. listen, you're, you're at the top of my budget. I've already gone 15K over what I am just to right. meet, just to open up the conversations ask if it's a no i can't and if you're if it's five thousand dollars it's gonna kill you okay then go to the other company that that can and will right find someone else you'll find you know your 500 you know your five thousand dollars extra what you want everybody will be happy but you have to ask and thank you anyone that's taking away salaries or offers simply because they someone wants to negotiate um don't work at that company just don't. exactly because that's the case you think you're ever going to get a raise you think you're ever going to get a promotion mm-hmm. you're going to get any sort of valuable insight or valuable traction in your career absolutely damn not no right and that's that's what's happening i mean people i feel like are just too afraid to even do that and i say the same verbiage if they're showing you their true colors if you're having a shitty time in the interview process what do you think it's going to be like working there it's going to be 10 times worse and then you're locked into an offer and then you realize two days later you made the ultimate list mistake of quitting your job and not looking more and it's not a red flag and back to our yeah. point of there are shitty recruiters and companies out there that will probably do that but it's the rarity it's most people are good people that want what's best for you because you, you're looking out at the end of the day for your candidates, right? Yeah, I want you to get hired. You think right. I want to keep doing the same search 100 million times? <laughs> right. Is, is and then gotta, starting the part, right. Wait, you didn't want to start over? No. No. I want to, I want you to be hired. Right. I, I want you to be hired. If for anything, it's for my own damn selfish reasons. <laughs> but you're still I doing it. People are right. still doing it. I mean, I want it for you 100%. If that's what you want, if you want to be here. Let's go. I'm, that's great. But also, you know, we have other stuff to do. So we have to. We do have other stuff, right? Mm-hmm. Now, and this may not be true for what you specifically hire for, because it's a lot of like similar positions. But I tell people too, like if you get reached out on LinkedIn, email, whatever, and the position may be a lateral move for you, and you're looking to move from like a senior manager to director level. I always tell people like, okay, if they are respectful, like you get a good message, they clearly did their homework on you. Like I know you do. I always say you should send a message and say, Hey, thanks. But this is what I'm looking for. Cause recruiters hire for more than one role at the same time. And I forget who I was talking to that. That was like a light bulb. Like what? It's not just like one position. Cause I worked with the database of positions and yeah. I wanted your take on that or how that looks like in your world. 
So is the question just how to respond to it? I'm sorry. Yeah. Just like is, so if some, if you, so you're the recruiter, you yeah. reach out to me, it's a lateral move for me for uh whatever, a business development manager. I want to get yeah. into a director level, but you don't know that because my experience is all BDM work. Okay. So me responding or me responding back and saying, Hey, Sean, thanks for reaching out, but I'm actually looking for this role. Do you have anything? And in my recruiting experience, I had a whole database of different jobs. I could get someone else on of different levels. So I was saying, is that still true for you? Or how does that work in your capacity? Yeah. I mean, I think it really kind of depends. Yeah. Right. Depends on the situation. Depends on a candidate. Depends on a lot of different things. If it's an external recruiter, they probably have more of a shot of having something else, right? At that level that you're looking for. Maybe they're working with a client or somebody within their agency is working on something similar to that, that they could kind of shoot you over to. But if I'm looking for a director of sales, right? And I'm reaching, A, I'm not going to reach out to like a a manager, right? Right. It's a director and I need three years of like somebody who's worked with teams of like eight or more for more than three years, right? I'm not going to be reaching out to them for that, uh, for a lower level role. Right. But if I do, um, you know, A, I probably was not doing as good of work on my end as I should have been. Mm-hmm. And unfortunately, like, unless you're stellar or unless the person's coming from a competitor who's been in that role in like some sort of leadership role for like seven to eight years or something like that and might be willing to take the next step and i we hop on the horn and we we connect and i think that you're great yeah i mean i could go and i could try to do what i can to get in front of leadership but unfortunately at a lot of these SaaS companies it's just kind of like okay this is what we want this is what we want right okay i like that Now, and this is my favorite text you sent me when I asked to be on the podcast, but people often think because you're a recruiter, you're a resume writer. Is that true? I have my resume written for me by a resume writer because I can't write my own resume. I I just can't. I'm just, we're not. Some some people are. Yeah, some are, for sure. Some people are. Like Karpiak. Yes. Well, he's, I think his is really just like looking at the resume and making adjustments to it. Mm -hmm. Right. But like, um, he's amazing at it. Like I had him take a look at mine. I took the notes that he gave me and I hired somebody for a lot of freaking money. So I know what you're making. Okay. (laughs) Shit. I need to, maybe I need, you know, maybe I just need to do what you're doing. You don't like writing. You just said that you don't like doing that. It's a lot of work. I don't like doing it for myself, but you know what? It, it, it's fine. It is what it is. <laughs> anyway. um, yeah, no, recruiters are definitely not resume writers and vice versa. Right. right. So you have people that maybe have been recruiters in the past, like yourself, but generally if you come to me and say, Hey, can you help me with my resume? Or can you write the resume? I might be able to kind of give you tips. Yeah. Tips, pointers. But, absolutely. You know what your client wants. Your right. company wants. But again, I'm, I've also been recruiting in sales. Right. right. So it, resumes don't matter in sales. They just mm-hmm. don't. The only mm-hmm. thing I need on resumes is numbers. Did you hit you, Like, are you hitting your quotas? Like what is your success kind of look like? What, what is that tangible metrics that all I need to kind of see? And I don't, I don't give a shit what it looks like. I don't care. <laughs> if you have an objective, 
don't give a crap. Like it doesn't matter to me. Mm -hmm. Um, but that's not every industry. That's not everything. So there is absolutely a need for people that know how to do this. Right. And not all of us are, especially me. Don't ask me to write your resume. Don't ask him. Don't ask him, guys. Don't ask him I love it. Okay. And that's what I tell if even I say to people, like, if you don't work with me, fine. But if you're picking someone to write your resume that has never worked in a hiring capacity, run far away. Because I have competition that is killing it, like, on all social media and is winning all these awards. And they have never worked in a hiring capacity. But they're great on branding and everything. Because mm-hmm. if you don't work in hiring, you don't know the ins and outs of the, I mean, of the whole pool of candidates like the whole like what is an ATS and I need to beat this and hiring managers want to see that it's not a one-size-fits-all and people that are branding themselves that way are completely wrong like you said different industries different wants different everything yeah and it's it's funny because I can't even log on to any sort of social media without seeing recruiters versus TikTok people and then TikTok <laughs> people versus career coaches and this and that and it's just so exhausting it's so exhausting not only and we know what we're doing for the most part imagine right. someone who's like coming to TikTok or LinkedIn looking for like actual advice you have people out there that have never worked in a corporate capacity writing all these ridiculous things on LinkedIn and then on TikTok Right. And then you have the career people, like the actual people that have been doing it, writing the same things, fighting with these people about it. And the only person that ends up getting screwed is the hiring, uh, the people looking for job seeking advice because they don't know who to follow. Right. Like they don't know what's real. And we can sit here until we're blue in the face and say, hey, listen to us because we've actually done it before. Right. Where it all comes down to followings and it all mm-hmm. comes down to just people being naive and it sucks and it's dumb right there are people like um do you follow dan from hr on tiktok i definitely seen i've seen him he's he's really good like he is very very smart when it comes to like he explains compensation really Mm -hmm. well great follow great follow but like he gets so many like trolls and people kind of like coming at him and it's a, it's a very interesting kind of space, but if I was to kind of uh, be on the market, just my natural tendencies is to listen to people that have done it before. Yes. And it's, it goes back to ask questions. If you're not asking questions, like don't just, and people's partners, significant others, whoever, friends, family, everyone's got an opinion about your career and what you should do. Everyone, even people that don't, that shouldn't have an opinion about it, but oh my gosh. You know what they say about opinions. I'm not going to put, I'm not going to say it here. (laughs) We'll we'll put it it on your podcast. Yeah. Because LinkedIn wouldn't like that. People wouldn't. wouldn't. Mm -mm. Mm -mm. Now, I love this part of you because you're kind of going against what I say about LinkedIn because you had, you were someone that was super active on LinkedIn. You had what, almost 40,000 followers or something, something Something crazy like like that. that. Now this is going to resonate with a lot of people, whether business owners or not, but what are the aspects of LinkedIn that you're not a huge fan of, or what's kind of that part of you of why you're not as active on it? Oh, how much time do we have left on here? Oh, we got another half hour, so. Oh, okay. No, um, 
I think what it came down to for me was just kind of like realizing that it's all just kind of like smoke and mirrors because there's so mm-hmm. many different ways to manipulate the algorithm. Right. And people don't really like LinkedIn is a place where it claims to be about business, mm-hmm. right? Professional sort of stuff. And I'm not about to go on like, this isn't a Facebook rant or it's not Instagram. <laughs> or I'm not going on like, oh my God, this is turning into this. <laughs> no. Right. No. Good. What LinkedIn claims and what they promote with their algorithms are two completely and utterly different things, mm-hmm. right? Let's say I post something like, hey guys, I'm looking for a recruiter, okay? No one's going to give a shit. But if you post about your French toast in the morning and you have a pretty big following and you're like in an engagement pot or something like that, that's Mm -hmm. what's going to kind of go and flow and just get the most engagement and visibility. So it's kind of like this insane sort of like inauthentic kind of platform if that makes sense sure. right right it just kind of goes against everything that they that they claim to be and i was able to like really just figure out how to manipulate that for a long time mm-hmm. right and just post stuff and just be super sarcastic and understand the right buttons to press with people especially when it came to recruiting and how many conversations i would start where you would have people that are either love what you're saying or they hate what you're saying. And there's no in between Mm -mm. about it. Right. And it's about starting conversations and having people engage with you. And it's very easy to manipulate that sort of stuff, but you have to be willing and able to kind of know how to press those buttons. And I just kind of got tired of it. It became more of like a dopamine hit. And everyone says that like, Hey, yeah, you know, dopamine, dopamine, but it's fucking true. Right. Because you wouldn't be posting or you wouldn't be putting yourself out there if it wasn't right. Right. So I admit it. Like I would say dumb things. The only thing I do miss though, is like making those sketches and making, (laughs) I would do a lot of satirical stuff and like make fun of a lot of influencers and people that take themselves way too seriously right that's the aspect that i miss about it because it was just all in good fun but like Mm -hmm. sitting up there and trying to like think about ways to get engagement and how to you know hack the algorithm on a daily basis it was just it all just became so stupid and then i had that crazy incident happen that i I told you about yes yeah I don't know. I don't know. This is probably not the place to say that. So no, I mean, it's valid to, if you feel comfortable talking about it, because I think it is with how like much is out there. And I think it goes with any, I mean, we'll get into your story next, but it's with any social media too, of you put yourself out there to get, to fix this algorithm. It's 1000% true. I mean, I agree with that. And these people out there that I, I won't name names that are very big influencers that I absolutely hate, but yeah. It's all this like, oh, okay, great. You're telling people up and quit their jobs, but you were handed a silver spoon and you just had to take it and run with it. Like you and I are not the same when I work three jobs to make this business happen. So is, I hate those, but it's the worst. And it's like, like you said, 
it's setting a precedent of pe for people irresponsibly sometimes, mm -hmm. right? To go out and follow their dreams. But oh, for also, sure. You know, Gary V telling me or telling, you know, trying to get me to quit the nine to five and go, you know, to grow potatoes in my, in my backyard and then, you know, just sell them on the side of the street. If that's my dream and I should do it. And that like, oh, you're 36. You have so much goddamn time. You have so much time to do it. It's like, no, Gary, no, I have a house. I have a house. And you know what my wife would say to me if I said, hey, babe, listen, we're going to grow potatoes. That's what we're going to do. We're going to grow potatoes and we're going to move to Iowa and we're going to sell them on the highway because that's yeah. what I want to do. Sure. She, she'd kill me. Like she would legit, like not, no, I'm not even joking. It would be, I know. I, I disappear. I would become a roadblock or a ro what is it? A, a, a bump in the road. Bump in the road. Yeah. Yeah. You don't mess with Italians. And I know you know that. I do know that. Right. Yeah. No, I mm -hmm. Well, I think it's different too. where, I don't know, I follow Adam, I follow you, I follow Greg there. I mean, Adam's one of my favorite humans on LinkedIn, but that's who I, my, my newsfeed is all sarcastic assholes like you and I, yourself included, but, yeah. and it's just like the recruiting process is broken and this is why it's get off your high horse. And I miss you going after people and these influencers of just like being like, why are you so stupid? And just correcting them. I do miss those. I'd like you to bring those back, but yeah. Yeah. Maybe you have to make up a, a different profile. Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. You should though. I like it. I should. Might be a good idea. Right. Okay. Now, what would you say would be how do people find out? I get this, I get this question and it's kind of hard for me to answer for people, but it's like, how do you find like a good slash bad recruiter? And my advice is like, ask questions, but what can yeah, you say you about it? Come on. You like, don't know. There's no, right. That's what I said. Tell you, people are going to sit there. Like, you know, some of these recruiters, like, especially the old, the old school ones are going to be like, well, they reached out to you on a Tuesday at four o'clock in the afternoon. Clearly, that means that they don't take their job seriously. <laughs> you cannot tell. You can't tell. Right. Well, why would you be able to like, tell me someone, please, job search experts, recruiters, sit here and please tell me. Other than maybe they have like a ton of people that have like recommended them on LinkedIn, or maybe they have worked with someone before and they were recommended to that person. So they know that they're good. Right. Like other than like those sorts of situations, I mean, when you're getting approached by somebody, you don't know. I've, like there are ways to, to tell, like once you're in the process with them, right. obviously they're ghosting you. You're, you're, you can't touch them. They don't give you like your, their cell phone information they're just shady as shit they're ignoring shady you shit. And, mm -hmm. yeah you could tell at that point but no one has like these goggles on that could just tell you like oh yeah 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 that guy he's terrible okay <laughs> there are people that i know that have like 13 LinkedIn followers and are multi goddamn millionaires mm -hmm. because they are just independent recruiters. They sit, they've been doing it since 1947. Okay. They have like a billion different clients. They know everybody in their niche and they're not telling people about it on LinkedIn because they're doing their jobs. 
Right. Mm -hmm. So just because someone doesn't have a LinkedIn following or they don't have X amount of this doesn't mean that they're a bad recruiter. So tell me, tell me how I'm supposed to know that. And the answer to me is you don't know. You don't know. No idea. Right. You don't know about a bad relationship. You never, it's with anything in life. It's this, I always say recruiting or recruiting and getting hired is like dating anyway. So you can have the good, the bad, the ugly, the crazies and everywhere in between. Getting hired comes down to timing. Mm -hmm. Right. Like that's ultimately what it's going to come down to. It's you, you're looking to move on from your company. You get something that seems kind of cool. You meet with other people that, you know, think that you're kind of cool and you end up wanting to go there and you're getting more money. I, I don't know. I don't even know what I'm saying right now, to be honest with you. <laughs> like, I know what you're talking about. You know what I'm talking about. Yeah, I got you. I got you. I love it. Well, we'll wrap up here because you and I could talk for hours, but a few other questions. Now, what is a, this is so unrelated, but what's a fun fact about you? Uh, that's the most stressful question I've asked you today. Just that one. Uh, yeah, probably. <laughs> um, before I grew, I, I had to grow up and get like a big boy job. I played in wedding bands and cover bands. I what? I, I didn't know that. You know that? No. Yeah, no. What'd you play? I went to school for vocal performance for a year for, in college. Nice. Yeah, then I blew out my vocal cords, had nodules, lost like an octave and a half of my vocal range and how does one blow out their vocal cord just using too much or, yeah over usage over usage in bingy shitty clubs and bars up and down the east coast um wow i didn't know i didn't i had no idea i did not know that so that's yeah. why you like to talk so much it all makes sense now hmm. yeah exactly <laughs> I, yeah. I love to hear myself talk um Don't i also all. did like dumb comedy did I I like a lot of stuff like i'm just more I'm a creative. You are. This is kind of the way to put it. Um, but yeah. And my, my dream job is to write for the onion. Mm-hmm. I knew that. Oh, God, you That's would be so good job. for that. That's okay. my dream. Job. Anyone's got a link to the onion. You let us know. Yeah, please. And our, my last question, where can the good people find you? Oh, I'm you? under a lock. If you want to like, just I'm on Twitter somewhere. Uh, Herford, yeah, Herford21 is my handle, but I don't really tweet too much anymore. Uh, I'm kind of like a hermit. If you just want to, like, yeah, just shoot me a note on LinkedIn. You're always good for a good conversation. You're just like, hey, what's going on? And they're like, hey, let's stop. I haven't talked to you in a little bit. You're great. For yeah. That, but... yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love it. And just kind of keep up. This was so much fun. I This has been, I won't say my favorite episode for other people that I've had on it, but it may have been my favorite one to do. But thank you so much. Yay. Tune in next week for episode eight. It will be crazy. Sean, thank you again. And I'm sure I'll chat with you soon. You got it. Anytime. If you're looking for a career change and you're not sure where to start, the Resume Rescue can help. Sure, there's no such thing as the perfect fit for everyone, but here at the Resume Rescue, we're on a mission to find the perfect solution for you. Whether it's changing careers, updating a resume, learning LinkedIn, or practicing interviewing, we have you covered. Find us online at theresumerescue.com and find all of our contact info in our show notes.